0: Welcome, true believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a man who would not pass up a second opportunity to go on a hot date in Canada. My available friend,
1: Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? Why are you always trying to book me on these dates, James B? I'm in a fantastic mood today, and I'm much more concerned about Spider-Man than going out on a hot date right now. Well...
0: Peter shouldn't be going on dates with Miss DeLone either because, as we know, he is with his one true love, Gwen Stacy, and they will be in love forever. Forever and ever. And this issue that we're talking about where he has this awkward date situation is from May of 1973. It's The Amazing Spider-Man 120, The Fight and the Fury. Stories by Jerry Conway and Gil Kane. The art is by John Romita And someone named Tony Mordellaro, which has been a new artist that seems to be working with John Romita. Have you seen that? I don't know if you noticed that. I did. Interesting. Um, I also noticed that just as it looks like Spidey will have a watery grave... Hulk saves him, but not on purpose. Spider-Man ponders that being a top-tier superhero might entail saving a city from the Hulk, while the narrator ponders why Hulk is in Canada in Spider-Man's comic book, but not in his own regular issue. I don't know if you noticed that the editor was kind of saying like, hey, don't worry about the fact that these comics aren't lining up, which is something that's going to start happening with so many comics running in the Marvel Universe. But Eddie... What did you think of the start of this book?
1: well it was it looked so ominous at the end of the previous one with Spider-man being crushed by a rock at the bottom of a crumbling dam I I, I was a little surprised he got out of this so incredibly easy he just held on to the rock and Hulk for whatever reason threw it because he was angry at it so lucky lucky Spidey as usual <laughs> and lucky that Hulk uh likes to throw things around, toss them around whenever you know is in his way so. He got lucky.
0: Since Spider-Man is all set and you have to worry about him, the shift to the other plot line begins. Peter has photos of the Hulk. He wants to get to the Aunt May mystery of Jean-Pierre Rimbald. Um, If you remember, that's a carryover from the previous issue. Mm -hmm. After calling Gwen and hearing that Harry is back into drugs, he switches to Spider-Man and realizes he's being tailed by one of Doc Ock's goons. Uh, Before he can get any answers... Thunderbolt Ross shows up again, asking questions about the Hulk and accusing Spidey. Spider-Man deals with their nonsense and returns to the Aunt May mystery.
1: It seems like um, Spidey, when he webs up this goon, that he's going to fall to his death (laughs) in an hour. You'll find the ground. I just thought this was remarkably dark for Spidey. Like... Ah! He doesn't usually, you know, threaten people like this. He actually says something like, unless the police save you. I think Spider-Man's
0: implying that the police will get him.
1: Yeah, I know. But like, well, you can't... Don't sweat, pal. In an hour, that webbing will melt. And then this is after he's quite a ways away. Then you'll be on the ground again. And then he says, if Ross and his men don't free you first. But... I don't know. It's, it's giving me some kind of dark vibes. I guess it's combined with the angry-looking Peter Parker as he changes out of his Spider-Man costume. Not not my cup of tea right there. Um. It didn't bother me at all. I really didn't
0: think Peter felt that this guy was good. He did first... Didn't he first throw him off the building, though? Like, he yeah, was that's going what, to kill that, him? that part that there too. was a little more threatening. And then he webbed the guy up and said, you know, the guy's like, I'm not going to talk. He's like, I'll throw you off the building. He's like, okay, okay, I'll talk.
1: Yes. And this webbing in an hour, does does Spider-Man's webbing really still melt off in an hour? Because I don't believe it anymore. There's a lot of inconsistency with this hour-melting webbing. I, I, number one is like webbing up his clothing in a little sack somewhere, and then he goes off to do whatever. There's no way he's gone for o- less than an hour when he does this. I, I'm getting I kind of tired been,
0: of this idea. I think it's been mentioned a few times lately about the webbing only having an hour lifetime or, or a two-hour lifetime, whatever it might be. So I think it's been coming up a lot lately, and now they're trying to, like everything else, find out how it works. Like, how's the spider
1: sense going to work? How's the spider chakra going to work? How, what's going to be, you know, and this is a new thing they're kind of playing if, with. If they just left it ambiguous, I'd be far happier, because then I wouldn't even have to be reminded that it doesn't seem right. So, Well, one thing that's not ambiguous, and to you apparently doesn't <laughs> seem
0: right, is that Peter heads back to his date with Miss Delon who actually calls the Eddie a date. <laughs> they jump in a taxi Stand and speed on. along on their way to see Mr. Rimbald to solve this mystery, but in an unrealistic plot twist, the Hulk shows up again and wipes out the car, tossing Misty Dillon and the driver into unconsciousness. Spider-Man, of course, then battles the Hulk, dropping the term Ralph Williams, which is a dated reference to a composer who ironically looks like Alfred Molina, Finally, the Hulk leaves, and Mr. Rimbald is ready to tell Peter Parker the big secret when <laughs> he is killed by one of Doc Ock's men. Eddie, more shocking. Miss Dillon calling it a date. Hulk, attacking the car. Rimbald, getting shot. Or the fact that Ralph Williams looks like Alfred Molina, who is the actor who played Doc Ock, <laughs> whose goons appear in this book.
1: <laughs> well, least likely is Hulk attacking the car. That just comes out of nowhere. But I was shocked to see Rimbaud getting shot. This is, this is another... Many, Not very many people are killed in Spider-Man, let alone people who seem like they need to tell us something important. So, Eddie, I did a... That's for me. I did a podcast the other day for... Uh,
0: the real comic heroes podcast oh, yeah? which is Travis Bow yeah uh-huh. and uh, we, we did uh, a review of the movie Austin Powers and in one of the first scenes Austin Powers is there and Dr. Evil kills the henchman who's about to reveal Dr. Evil's you know yep. secret lair or something. and I think why don't you just shoot Austin Powers rather than <laughs> the man's information if we don't want Peter Parker to know the
1: secret, why didn't they shoot Peter Parker? I I cannot explain this, James B. It's just because he's the main character forever. <laughs>
0: well, perhaps it's that they don't want Aunt May to be so distraught, I was thinking, that they said, go make sure That's... Peter doesn't find
1: this out, but don't harm Peter Parker himself. Mm. I felt yeah. there was some some more deep connection here than just Aunt, Aunt May. Like Doc Ock is, at least Peter is highly concerned that he has an understanding that Doc Ock knows that he's spider-man so the snooping around should i should i stop joking about the fact that
0: mr Delon keeps calling hanging out with peter parker a date should i just let that go and we move on or do you want to talk about it i
1: think we could let it go although it is hilarious that this almost complete stranger like would go through so much trouble to go out and date. is it really that lonely in montreal (laughs) like can she find no one else to take her out and have a good night
0: if if (laughs) If her backup plan was Mister Rimbald then we got a problem there too. <laughs> well, listen, she should just say like, "Listen, it's issue one hundred and twenty. I know you're, <laughs> I know you got a negate. You're got to hook up. If you come free anytime in the future,
1: give me a call." I feel really bad for Hulk. He uh, he just got it so bad, and I was thinking like, is Spider Man's life or Hulk's life worse? Because they both seem to be hounded in very similar ways. I. I I thought Spider-Man would actually have a kind of a bond with Hulk when he sees him getting a, you know, chased by the army. Good question. Who has the worst life? Uh, Hulk. There you go. Yeah, I, I gotta say it's it's Hulk. Hulk can't understand anything. That's why I feel so bad for him. I so much trouble reading. But... Also, even though he is not very good
0: at it, Spider-Man can attempt to quit being Spider-Man. Right. We've also seen him make decisions like I don't want to arrest this guy. I don't want to get involved in this particular situation. Hulk doesn't have choices. Hulk just hulks, you know. That's it.
1: He just hulks around. Poor Hulk.
0: Yeah, although one thing good for Hulk is that he has an app, you know. <laughs> That's what would Hulk true. do?
1: True. <laughs> I don't know if you uh you Is want it to is it um do we have another sponsor today much like our Hulk app from previous episode? The last sponsor was the what would Hulk oh, do there sponsor, we are? but Okay.
0: Yeah, we do have one. Eddie, do you ever want to send someone a message, but a text feels too impersonal? Uh, Yeah, that'd be nice. With John Pierre Rimbald and associate, that is not a problem. Mr. Rimbald will deliver your message personally. Let's say you want to text someone to ask if they could podcast on a different night than originally planned. That person can just see Mr. Rimbald and get your personal message. So Eddie, instead of texting someone, um, are you going to hire Mr. Rimbald and associate
1: to deliver your message? I'm going (laughs) to... I'm gonna hire Mr. Rimbald to deliver my message. <laughs> oh, that's great that you made that decision. I usually it takes you a lot of hesitation before you choose a sponsor, but I'm glad that you, uh, no. <laughs> you agreed agree this one. Well, I, I'd rather send just a text message, uh, James B, instead of go through the trouble of contacting Rimbald. But but it's it's so impersonal. It's, it seems a lot of trouble, kind of out of the way to find this guy and. <laughs> So you're saying like, oh, I don't want to have my my wife
0: go to Canada <laughs> to talk to the one person who knows the one thing I wanted to tell someone?
1: <laughs> yeah, that seems like a lot of trouble. I don't think I'm going to use this service, but if, or maybe perhaps people in Montreal could benefit from it. Sure. Well, I just feel like I, I just like I like the
0: person like. You know personal touch i feel like the world is too techy, and everybody's staring at their phones and i don't i don't want my kids to be like attached to their phones and playing minecraft all the time <laughs> and not interacting and you know getting fresh air i don't want them in this chapter in these you know covid laden places and coming mindless zombies but that's fine you send your text it's fine all right fine. We, we get it all right well eddie um we have another uh, another issue, don't
1: we? We do. The Amazing Spider-Man, number 121. And the title is concealed, everyone. Spider-Man is back in New York City, and he's looking at Harry struggle to cope with his LSD hangover. I, I'm pretty sure LSD is not an addictive drug, but whatever. Um, Spider-Man will bring on the uh, drug stories, I guess, whenever they feel like it. So... Peter sneaks into the Osborne mansion and is accosted by Norman. Norman forcefully kicks Peter, MJ, and Gwen out of the house. Norman's business is collapsing while Harry physically collapses. Norman's doctor arrives to sedate Harry, and soon after, Norman has visions of Spider-Man. His mind snaps. He runs to find a Green Goblin costume in an old hideout and flies off, screaming, Peter Parker must die, die! Die! We see Gwen in Peter and Harry's apartment as a Green Goblin approaches outside the window. Sounds like Harry's back into drugs because he's worried about his dad or his dad's business. And I don't recall this plot line from earlier. Did I miss it? No, I agree. that That's apparently what's going on here. And I think, once again, we're missing out on a lot of good storytelling. Like, this would be a pretty interesting kind of side story since Harry isn't probably going to go anywhere and much like how the kingpin got arrested in las vegas that you know you told me because the narrator said it a couple issues ago in one sentence these could be some really great stories and i'd like to hear more but we don't get any more
0: also i don't recall the origin of the green
1: goblin's costume but he's got a bunch of costumes laying around that's you know they said that he has many different hideouts all throughout the city that he can just run to and he must have some very good seamstress <laughs> who are like, All right, if you're gonna have another Green Goblin Halloween party, go ahead, Norman <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that one's available at the costume stores <laughs> along with uh,
0: Jojo Siwa and all her other outfits we can get. What
1: does he tell him? He's like, Hey <laughs> we're gonna go have a party where everyone dresses as Green Goblin, so <laughs> like V is for vendetta, They're all just yes, yeah, exactly Green Goblin party. Well yep. Peter has inherited Aunt May's immune system because he's not feeling well after his trip in Canada, but Peter manages to drop off some photos at the Bugle. He swings home in hopes of talking with Gwen, but only finds one of Gobby's lanterns in Gwen's purse. He frantically searches the city until he finds Green Goblin on the Washington Bridge with a collapsed Gwen. They do battle. Gwen falls. Spidey catches her, but she's dead. Spider-Man screams an ominous threat to torture and kill the Goblin. Uh, this was a shocking Gwen death here. I had two thoughts, James B. One is like, that's that's how she died? And then I'm like, is she really dead? And I normally stop and kind of do some other things. But I immediately started reading the next book because I was like, is that for real? Like the Gwen Stacy death? I was surprised. So I think we're
0: supposed to believe she's thrown off the bridge he shoots his web at her. Right. The web catches her, uh-huh. and the shock of the web catching her
1: snaps her neck. So she wasn't dead when she was laying on the bridge. It was when um, she fell um, and got caught. Okay. Okay. So we've got a, a couple things here.
0: Okay. That's what I feel like. We never see her on the bridge awake at all. No. You don't know how she's unconscious from Gobi. Right. It doesn't say that. He punched her, he tri- he tripped her, he choked her, he gassed her. We don't know, right? Yes. And the goblin says something like, in a panel or two later, anyone falling from that distance would die, which I recall if you fall in real life from like a plane, you have no parachute. I've been told it could be like an urban legend that you would die of a heart attack Ooh. as you're falling, you know. But she's not awake. No. So I think we're supposed to believe her neck snapped when he used his web to catch her, which is going to be important later when he makes an argument in the future books, like you know that he killed her, and there's different ways of looking at did he did Spider-Man is he responsible for her death, you know? Oh. But if you look at that panel, the web's hitting her, and it says "snap." It says "snap" is the word. Oh yeah. Her her oh, neck. you're correct. So that
1: it So I be think her she's her neck, neck is breaking oh. from the. But she's unconscious when it happens. It's not like she's screaming. That is a pretty important sound effect in that little tiny spot on that panel. It's very small. Yeah, I was so baffled by this. It is such a weird death. Um, Considering every other murder in Spider-Man has been very overt. You know, like, there's the gun. It's pointed at the person. Shoot. (laughs) And this is like, unconscious Gwen falls and then dies from the fall. I, you know, I don't think Doc Ock
0: kills the brother. I don't think the king, does a kingpin kill fossil? Is that one of kingpins
1: men? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's one, of, they, it's one of kingpins men when he, he like sacrifices himself for Jay Jonah and saves Jay Jonah in that. that right. Scene there. But I don't think they ever have,
0: they haven't yet had one of the major villains murder someone outright because it makes it kind of touchy about Spider-Man. Like, right. You know, hey, can Spider-Man avenge the death of someone? Yes, it, yeah, but which will come up in the in, in the next book, of course. Yeah. D- did you see the cover?
1: Oh, it's got all the
0: um, faces. He, he's on his, you know, he's swinging into a situation where there's nine giant portraits, and it says, "Someone close to me is about to die. My spider sense is never wrong. Someone I cannot save, but who? But there's no good reason to assume that either Gwen or MJ." um harry or jay jonah or jay jonah would die okay harry and the drugs and maybe joe robbie maybe but there we you know but definitely and the people who aren't going to die uh you know gwen jay jonah and and mary jane would lead would lead the thing so it's it's an it's a cover that isn't you know isn't really realistic but it the cover is true you know some one of those people does die in this issue so true
1: that's that. Boy, just, I, mean, I find cruel. it quite shocking that it would be Gwen who ends up, you know, being killed off out of all these characters. Because I, I don't know, like if it was particularly in vogue at the time, but I just think main characters like a giant plot twist like this, the love of Peter Parker's current life, and really super involved uh, in this story it's it's such a huge turn of events, I guess. I, I knew it was going to happen, but I still was super surprised. So... Yeah, imagine if, imagine if you did not know it was going to happen. <laughs> wow, I, I it would be stunning. That's why I didn't really... I mean, I think that's why they wrote the death the way they wrote the death, because it really, to me, alludes that how could she possibly die like that in such a vague, kind of ambiguous way. And it just didn't seem real at the end. The whole book seems kind of unreal. So, That's right. Um, was there anything? Uh... I, I'm really tired of Spider-Man being sick and being sick and fighting, uh, you know, in this case, the goblin. He says in this, you know, my cold's making me so dizzy. I can hardly keep my balance. Don't dare try anything tricky. This, he just has, <laughs> I know I made a joke about it, like an immune system, like, aunt may but like he's arguably more sick than aunt may you know all time at this point because this is like what are we going to say like the seventh time he's been trying to fight someone you know with a cold or the flu
0: yeah he's you're right i mean we've you're right he's almost he's he's got the immune system of aunt may as you say right (laughs) yeah he's inherited from her um Well, they've been doing it through this whole era of gangsters because Spider-Man is so much more overpowered than the gangsters. I mean, he's going to be... He just fought the Hulk, right? Yes, And then he's going to have to... Yeah. He fights the Hulk. you got to, like, dumb him down to handicap him so he has a chance to be fighting other people. And also, it's important, I think, that he's sick while he's fighting the Goblin.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: then when he fails to save when he fails to save her, he's got like a little bit of a like, Spider-Man can't even save a person who's falling. Uh I'm like, well, he was a sick Spider-Man. That's why he couldn't quite
1: save Gwen effectively. Hmm. That gives him a little bit more kind of moral, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't completely my fault. Well, if people want to discuss this book with us, how can they find us on Twitter? You can find us at Let's Read Spidey. And I want to let everyone know that
0: I'm James B., Joined by Eddie. And remember, listeners, the only way to ensure that you don't die at the end of these Spider-Man books is to have your name on the cover. Goodbye. Bye. Did you realize that both our issues today ended with somebody dying in like the last page or so?
1: I, it's... All I can say it's like the comic code's authority is not in charge anymore. That's what, that's what I keep thinking. There's been so much death lately in Spider-Man. It's it's just stunning. I I, I can't get... I wonder get how
0: many issues in a row someone's going to die at the end.
1: I, I can hardly... My... my Apparently, my heart is as feeble as Aunt May's because it can hardly handle any more death. <laughs> well, Aunt May
0: apparently, I, yeah, she, somehow she survived this one. Hmm, that's a fascinating line. Did somebody have a chance to let Norman Osborn die before, do I recall?
1: I... I think st- yes, times? in the fire, the very first time when he was captured. And, right. you know, Norman, <laughs> Norman wanted to fight whatever he said, a fair fight and took off his cuffs. And then when he got electrocuted in the uh, chemicals that were on the ground, it started a huge fire and he could have left him. I think he very easily could have left him. I think it was super dangerous even for Spider-Man in the big chemical fire that was going on, but he elected to save him. So, well, that didn't work out so well. (laughs) It came back to haunt him here for sure. That's right.
0: Um, Was there anything, uh, Anything about that Ralph Williams guy? Did you
1: reference? Did you see that reference? <laughs> I saw that reference, to him as a composer. I don't know if I know who Ralph Williams is. I mean, I know who John Williams is, and I know who... <laughs> he's a, you know, this guy's a writer. Oh, he is?
0: Is that kind of... He's like a musical, like uh, like writes musicals and such. Oh. Because oh. he says to the Hulk, you know, something like, you're not a You Listen, I know you know Ralph Williams, but, you know, talk to me. <laughs> you know, something like that.
1: That's what he's, he's saying. Great David so, reference. Yeah. <laughs> This one.
0: i i feel like we should be trying to find those weekends. but i know i yes i agree <laughs>